Welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged. I'm your host, Tammy West. Excited to be back with you again today in the second week of January, which is really strange because it's the first time in ages that I haven't said something like, how are your holidays? Or Because now we're just like back to the humdrum, whatever you call it, of life, which I don't know about you, but I'm totally good with that because I love the holidays, but it's nice to be back sort of in like a calm routine of things. So yeah, I promised you last week, we did part one of mental health choices in 2023. And this week was supposed to be part two, but as in form, as I always do, like I have to stop promising anything because things happen. And then I have a different story that I wanted to, you know, that I want to tell based on what happened. So I'm putting that off for two reasons. The first reason is I I mentioned that I was going to do the EMDR therapy and I've had to delay that because of some travel for an event that I have. So that's the first reason. So I'm actually going on like January the 23rd, I think. So that episode will probably be at least the week after that. The second reason is I had this health related issue that's still going on now, but it was, it started this past week that like escalated so quickly. And as we were walking through it, we, my husband and I, he said something to me that prompted me to report, record today's episode. He said, Oh, you are so stubborn. And I thought, is that what this is? You know, is this being stubborn? And so I've done a lot of reflecting over the past few days. And I've made lots and lots of, of notes, not boring notes, hopefully that, um, that are going to help you because it, it just smacked me in the face. It he said it to me before, but I don't know, I guess if you're stubborn, you might not listen. And apparently that's what I'm all about. So have to self-reflect. So what does it mean to be stubborn? You decided to listen today. So let's go through some, I mean, I did just look up a a definition because remember he said that I was stubborn. And so I had to go, well, what does that mean? Why are you calling me stubborn? So one of the definitions that I liked Cambridge dictionary defines it. Well, this is what they say. A stubborn person is determined to do what he or she wants and refuses to do anything else. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Now, like the always or never, I mean, it's probably not great to use those terms. I try not to use those terms, but I think we know what the meaning is here. Maybe we could say almost always or usually or most of the time or or whatever. But let's start with the fact that it's not always bad. You know, being stubborn can mean that you're determined, like it says, a stubborn person is de- determined to do what he or she wants and refuses to do anything else. I mean, think about some positives in that. Maybe you aren't in a relationship because you know what you want in a relationship and you haven't found it yet. And so you're going to do what you want, no matter if people are trying to encourage you to be in a relationship with somebody and you know what you want, or what about pursuing goals? You're determined. I mean, that's one way to look at stubbornness is to say being determined. So meeting your goals is a good thing. Fulfilling your dreams. I mean, there are lots of good examples that we could come up with. But I don't think that's what my husband meant when he said, gosh, you're stubborn. And if somebody tells you you're stubborn, that's probably not what they mean. In fact, if if you're just if you're like pursuing a goal or you're, you know, you're the relationship issue, like you know what you want, you're not going to settle, then people probably don't call you stubborn. They probably say you're committed or you're determined or whatever else. So usually when we use the word, we don't mean it in a super positive way. So I looked up. 
I promised you in the title, like, what are the consequences and, you know, is it hindering you? What can you do about it? I read an article on bustle.com. So I'll put the link and it's called, oh, no, sorry. We're not ready for that yet. Hang on back up just a minute. Um, what about, so some of the things I was reading, I was listening to a podcast about what's bad about being stubborn. Cause we just talked about what's good about being stubborn, but what's bad. And they had a lot of good points that I wrote down from this article. They said, if it comes from a place of ignorance, meaning like maybe you are being stubborn and making a change. And I'm going to ask you, by the way, in just a minute. So keep in mind, I'm going to ask you for one area of your life in which you are being stubborn. So you can start thinking about that now, because when I talk about ignorance, it may be that you you've been told that you need to um, go get some help from some emotional things that you're going through. And so by ignorance, listen, ignorance does not mean stupid. Ignorance does not mean you're a big idiot. It just means ignorance means a lack of knowledge. And so maybe you just, you're stubborn, you won't do it. And it's because you don't know that that's something that could help you, you know, something like that. So if it comes from a place of ignorance, if it comes from a need for control, your stubbornness, hence maybe it's fear-based. Um, if it's a form of manipulation, if it's a self-esteem issue or if it's ego related. And I think I'm going to like mention these as I go through my own story, because that's what we're really getting ready to do is I want to share with you the story that happened to me while you assess your story as well. So we talked about what it is, you know, a stubborn person is determined to do what he or she wants and refuses to do anything else. Um, we now just talked about, it can be good. It can be bad. Now let's talk about the bustle.com article. It's called nine struggles of being a stubborn person. So what are some consequences? I mean, the consequences that come from being stubborn, meaning you won't change, you won't do something different. You won't take care of something that you need to take care of are oftentimes very situation dependent. Mine, the one I'm going to share with you today is a physical health related issue which if yours is too, we also know, then that also becomes a mind, mental health and emotion issue because of the mind-body connection. But then there were, in this article, there were nine and four of them spoke to me. Um, so consequences. So, so what if you're stubborn? What are the struggles? Um, the first one that spoke to me is you might hate admitting that you're wrong. And that's a bad place too, because it, gosh, it's so tied together, like perfectionism. People who suffer with perfectionism don't want to admit they're wrong. And so sometimes they cover things up, okay, or they won't, they won't make a change that needs to be changed. This could be dangerous. The second thing, other people might call you difficult. My husband called me stubborn. Maybe what he meant was difficult. The third one is once you make up your mind, that's it. Well, then that means we're not growing. We're not learning. Okay. We're not moving in any direction. We're just like standing still. And then the fourth one is you hate asking for or accepting help. And I think a lot of these apply to me in this situation and in more. So before I jump in, because I have like 10, like working through 10 steps, some of them are very quick. So don't freak out. It's not going to take long. But before I jump in, I want you to think about an issue that you're having in your life that you haven't taken care of. And it could be in the realms of, it could be a, a mental and emotional issue, a physical issue. Like maybe you've been feeling anxious about something lately. You haven't talked to anybody about it. Maybe you've been depressed. You know, you need to do something, but you're not doing it. 
emotionally, maybe you were, you're angry. You're angry at a spouse, at a child, a parent, a coworker, a boss, whatever. It's affecting you deeply, but you're not addressing it. Okay. Or maybe it's physically, which is mine. Um, so for you, maybe it's, you have high cholesterol, you know, you need to change your diet, you know, you need to exercise, but you just haven't. So, I mean, it could be anything. I want you to pick one and I'm going to pause for 10 seconds and I'll count for you to pop over to the show notes, download the worksheet that I've created for you. So you can fill this out as we go along. If you're driving, obviously don't do that. And if you need more time, just hit pause. So I'm going to count 10. Wow, 10 seconds was not very long. Just pause it if you need to. Got it? All right, awesome. Here we go. These steps are not rocket science. It might not be each one by themselves. This is a part that you've probably thought about before. But listen, I am such a proponent of therapy and, and talking things through. At the same time, I believe that there are some things we don't need therapy for because we know the thoughts are that, that we're having that are holding us back in whatever area of life are coming from our minds. So they're there. And sometimes a therapist, we need them to help us uncover something, especially if it's past trauma. It's been a long time ago, something you can't remember, something you've you've suppressed or repressed, whichever the right word is. But many times, especially if it's a current thing, the thought is there. We just don't want to admit it. Or sometimes it's just we don't take time to get in touch with it. So that's why even though these steps are not anything just super crazy new, they go in order. And, and I hope that they helped you as much as they helped me. And by the way, they I did these not realizing that I was doing this step by step. And then after I did them is when I wrote it all down. So number one is to write down what happened. Please stay to the facts only. Okay. Just the facts, not anything about how you felt, what you thought that's going to come later. So avoid those thinking, feeling, saying no should have all that stuff. Um, so it might help if you hear mine first, so you can hear like how I'm describing it and then you can do yours. I'm not going to, I'm just going to pause at the end of each one to just give a transition in case you want to hit pause. But other than that, I'm just going to keep going. So I'm going to read to you what I wrote. At least I hope that it has good grammar in here. All right, here we go. On New Year's Eve, I decided to take the Christmas decorations down. I got them all packed up and I climbed up into, you know, I have that pull down stairs, you know, from the attic and I put everything away. Later that day, my daughter came over and she, my husband and, and I did some room rearranging. So what I mean is I wanted to switch my office, which this is my new studio and office. So we moved everything from the guest room to my office and then switched my office into here. We move furniture, we move boxes, all kinds of things. And I felt a twinge in my back. Okay. I had to, in the attic, we have duct work that's kind of low. So I had to lean down and I was pulling and moving and all those things. So I felt a twinge in my back. Monday, I began having some pain. Monday night, I slept only a couple of hours before that pain. Wednesday, sorry, Tuesday seemed better. Tuesday night, the pain was worse. I slept a couple of hours. Wednesday, it seemed okay. Wednesday night, even more pain, two hours. Thursday was the same and Thursday night was the worst. 
So that's what happened. And when you describe yours, it might be, I went into the office and my boss said this, and then I said this, and then none of the, no assessments, just the facts. I think that came from some old cop show, right? You'll have to post me a note in the show notes. So pause. So you can go take time to write yours down unless you're driving. Number two. Now, how did you feel? So during this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like specifically, how did I feel? I wrote down scared, angry, tired, and embarrassed. Those are the feelings. You pause, write yours down. And thoughts are, di are different from feelings, okay? Thoughts are something you could actually formulate and basically see in a, say in a sentence, and that comes next. So pause, write down your feelings. Number three, what did you think? And I, and listen, I only, you don't have to write down paragraphs or, you know, anything like that. I just wrote down a few sentences. And this is the part where, where I want, you can delve deep and, and figure out what your thoughts are about this situation. And basically it's probably thoughts that are holding you back. So I thought it'll go away. It'll cost too much to go to the doctor. And I don't want to be a baby about this. Those were like the first thoughts that I was having during that time. <clears throat> so write yours down. Number four, what did you do? So me, I Googled it and I tried everything that, I, I mean, isn't that what we do when we have a, especially a physical issue is we Google it. So I Googled it. I thought it was sciatica because it was, you know, straight down my behind and down my leg. I tried everything, stretches, heat, ice, ibuprofen. Okay. Now I'm also writing other things that I did. I cried. I screamed to God. I complained a lot. That's what I did. So what did you do? And by what did you do? I don't mean to fix it. I mean, during, because I'm assuming you're picking something that you haven't addressed yet. So what have you done so far? Write yours down. Number five. What did you wish that you could do or think maybe you should do, but you didn't? And I have one sentence to write, go to the doctor. So what do you wish you could do? I mean, maybe if it's a, a work-related or a, a spouse-related situation, maybe you're angry, maybe what you wish you could do or you think you should do is talk to them. Okay, whatever it is, you can make a list. You can write down one thing. Number seven, why didn't you? So why didn't I go to the doctor? Because remember, this started kind of New Year's Eve. I felt the thing, but the real pain started on Monday. So it was Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. And think about this excruciating pain. Like I kind of, if you've ever had a Charlie horse, you know, especially like in the middle of the night, it's in your foot. It was like having that straight down my hip and my leg. And it was just awful. And almost nothing that I did. I'm going to tell you this just because I thought it was funny. So the one thing that helped just like almost instantly was I got in the bathtub and I should have added that to the, my list of things that I tried. It was like, take a hot bath. So this is like one in the morning. So I get in the bathtub and like immediately I just was like, oh my gosh. And so I stayed in there for probably an hour. Then it was getting cold. I get out of the bathtub I dry off, I go back to my space on the couch, which had the heating pad and the ice pack and all those things. And within 
20 minutes, it's bad again. So I waited because I felt like I couldn't really lean into the bathtub and dry it out. So I just waited for a little while longer until it was mostly dry. And then I brought my blanket and my pillow and I got in the bathtub thinking that the reason it felt better was because of the incline, you know, and it's a hard surface. And that was not why. So then I realized it was because first of all, the heat and second of all, my lead was kind of buoyant in there. And so that helped a lot. All right. So number six, remember number five was I should have gone to the doctor and I'm going to say should have, because I really should have. Uh, number six, why didn't you? So number five is what, what do you wish you could do? What do you think you could do? Should do number six, then why? And I had to think a lot about this. Uh, number one was cost. You know, my husband and I both both work for ourselves now and health insurance here in Tennessee, even through the marketplace, like it was going to cost us $1,300 to get insurance and we're, we can't afford that and we're just not going to do that. So we have some pretty bad insurance. We have insurance, but it's terrible. It has like a $10,000 deductible. And I knew if I went to the doctor, would they want to do an MRI or exercise? I just didn't know, but I didn't even explore it. I just was, it was just part of why I didn't go. The second, so I put cost. Um, then I put, I could soldier through. I could do it. I was strong. And then when I really, really dug deep inside, there were more, by the way, I'm not, I don't want to share all of them with you, but one of them is, I was like, it's back pain. They'll think that I want drugs. That was really something that held me back. So what's holding you back? Why are you not doing what you need to do? Number seven, what's happening as a result of not doing that? And this is where you've heard before that oftentimes we don't make change until the pain is greater than what we're already, the pain is greater not changing than the pain it takes to change. And so I, I what was happening as a result was, again, very simple. I spent four nights in excruciating pain, four nights in excruciating pain. So what's happening for you as a result? It could be that your relationships are suffering. It could be that you're having tremendous anxiety over an issue. It could be health, you know, that your cholesterol or you're not sleeping, whatever it is, but what is it that's happening as a result of your, my stubbornness to not take care of something? What's yours? Number eight, what could you do? Now that might go back to number five. What do you think you should do? What do you wish you could do? Because if you put, you wish you could, you know, scream at the person and knock them down the steps. I'm not sure that number eight, you should put that down. It's always an option. Gosh, y'all, there's so, I hope you've heard me say before that the, the phrases I can't and I have to are two of the most debilitating phrases that we ever use. We have so many options. So what I could put there is I could lay there in pain forever until it got better. I could complain all the time. I could just try to find other, you know, take Tylenol or take something different. I could look for more stuff on Google. I could ask my friends. I could put it on Facebook. I could go to the doctor. You know, that that's the one that makes sense. So what could you do? Number nine, try it. Okay, do it. So Friday morning, and I love this. I see these as God things that intervene. Friday, I mean, I knew like Thursday and I was like, I'm done. I cannot do this again. It's getting worse. And I think that's part of it. If it was getting a little bit better, I may have 
of not, but I was like, I don't know what's wrong. What if it's a disc, blah, blah, blah. So I got up and I was looking at urgent care. I was, I wrote down my doctor's phone number. I thought, okay, my options, I'm not going to the emergency room, but urgent care, my doctor. And I thought there was one more. Anyway, those are the ones that I thought of. Well, my husband got online and he said, well, there's a sports urgent care right here in the town we live in. He goes, but I don't really know what that is. Is that for athletes? I'm like, I don't know. So I texted my, I have a, a group of girlfriends that we text sometimes. And I told them what was going on. One of them said she had dealt with this before. So I called her and she had gone to that very clinic for my very thing. So I got online and this was like at 7.30 and they had an 8.30 appointment. Went in, um, number 10, I'm gonna go ahead and go along with this, assess. If we we have an issue, we're too stubborn, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not dealing with something that needs to be taken care of. We wind up trying something. Well, now we need to assess. It's it's pretty easy, I think, oftentimes with a health-related issue because you can tell whether things are getting better or not. But even with emotional issues, mental issues, communication issues, you should know what it is you want out of this to see whether it's better. So I go in and I was actually there for almost three hours, but they because they got super busy and I had to remind myself, even though I made an appointment, it's an urgent care. So if somebody comes in more urgent than me, that knocks me back. I didn't care y'all. I would have stayed there all day to get rid of that pain. They were so kind. This is, this is, doesn't have anything to do with y'all and you may not care, but they kept coming in and checking on me just saying, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. They took some x-rays and then the physician's assistant came in and spent as much time as I wanted and he explained to me what was going on. He told me about the muscle that was inflamed. He told me that I had this, my hip, the bursa sac around the joint was swollen. So I had bursitis, which I did not know. Sciatica and bursitis is what he diagnosed me with. He gave me two injections, which hurt. And I, I won't show you my bruises, but I have two huge bruises, bruises, you know, on my backside. One was an anti-inflammatory and one was a steroid. And then he gave me prescriptions, one for another type of anti-inflammatory and one for muscle relaxers to take at night to help that muscle relax so that I could sleep and it could heal. And he told me, he's like, you'll feel better by lunchtime. I went home. I took a nap and I don't nap. I'm not a napper. I took a two hour nap, no pain. That night I slept all night long. I mean, I woke, I woke up a couple of times, normal wake up and there might've been a little bit of aching, but there was none of that intense pain. I was so happy. I was just thanking God. I was praising. I was in the best mood. Um, and he told me to come back in two weeks, by the way. Unfortunately, Saturday night came and it reared its ugly head again. Sunday night came, it reared its ugly head again. So Monday morning, I mean, I was not putting this off. They were closed over the weekend. Monday morning, 8.02 I called and by 10 a.m. they called me back. They changed the prescription, set me up for physical therapy, which starts tomorrow. By the time you hear this, it'll be today on Wednesday. And so they changed the medication last night was better. I didn't wake up in pain. So let me read the steps again really quick to you. Not the answers, just the steps. So think of your issue, mental, emotional typically around something you're not doing to take care of yourself in some way and ask yourself, number one, what happened? Number two, how did you feel? Number three, what did you think? Four, what did you do? 
Number five, what do you wish you could do or maybe think you should have done but didn't? Number six, why? Why didn't you? What held you back? Number seven, what's happening to you as a result of being stubborn? Number eight, what could you try? Number nine, try it. And number 10, assess. It's pretty simple. You know, when my husband told me I was stubborn, let's go back to even a little bit more than this. It's not really that I didn't go to the doctor that made him say this. It's the fact that I've had back pain before. I'm 58. Who is 58 and has not had back pain before? And I've, I've pulled it, you know, to where you got to lay down and you throw your back out. And so I know I'm not supposed to be lifting and pulling. And yet I continue to do it all the time. Shouldn't have been moving furniture. But if we go back and do that, the assessment here on that as well, 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 why, you know, why did I, why am I too stubborn to stop doing that? Oh, it can be a lot. Oh, I'm strong enough. I can do it. Not going to let anybody tell me what to do. Oh, it doesn't weigh very much. Well, nobody else is going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Or that whole pride issue. There's so much that goes into it. But I think the first step is just recognizing that there's something that you might be, you might be being stubborn about. I don't know if that's a correct sentence, but just, you know, admitting to it that maybe I need to do something different here. This changed me. It really did because I need to look at myself and figure out why I'm not taking care of some things that I need to take care of and then try to go through those steps and be better. I've said all the time, maybe not all the time, but often that we just, we need to do better today than we were doing yesterday or the day before. That's it. Just keep trying because what I want from you is better mental and emotional well-being. And as you can imagine with that screaming back pain, how do you think my mind and emotions were? Yeah, pretty bad. And I don't want that for you either. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining. Please, please, I'm, I'm about to release edition two of the Stress Club, probably in February. Right now I'm doing all the edits. I'm redoing the book cover. If you follow me on Facebook, which I'll put the link in the show notes, or you're part of my private group, um, A Place for Women, I put some covers in there to get your feedback. So I'm trying to do that. And I really want to just bump all of this up another level. So invite your friends to the podcast, wherever you listen, please rate and review. It helps so much and download, subscribe wherever you are listening, join those groups, follow me on Facebook, stay in touch because we're going to be doing some great things coming up. I'm about to record the stress club class that goes along with the book and it I'm hoping to launch all of this. I was thinking February, but by the time I get it all done, the actual launch might be in March, but it's coming and I want you to be a part of it. So thank you again for spending time with me. And until we're together next time, consider yourself hugged.